are digital nomads. We work anywhere. We're not limited by location. We're not limited by self-belief. We are works in progress. I'm Beck Power, and this is the Nomad Me Podcast. What's up, guys? Welcome to another episode of Nomad Me. Today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Amar Ghosh on this episode. It's a good one. I, uh, I do talk a lot about entrepreneur nomads and info products, etc., but I, I don't often cover SaaS products. Um, and if you don't know what a SaaS product is, it's software as a service. On the show today, we got to chat about how Amar built ZenMade from the ground up and his life running a SaaS company from around the world. Let's do this. Amar, what's up? Hey, how's it going? Really, really good, man. I'm really glad that we managed to get you on this uh, on this podcast. We just met really recently, huh? Yeah, yeah, through uh, Danny uh, Danny Flood, right? I believe so. I meet all the best people through Danny, so uh, I know you're I know you're a gem. Um, I don't know too much about what you do, but I do know that you do two really awesome things, and I know there are probably way more. Um, one of the things we're covering today is your SaaS project. You guys are, uh, who are listening don't know SaaS is software as a service, um, and Amar does uh, ZenMade. That's it, right? Yes. Yeah. Uh, ZenMade. We started. We've been in business almost five years now, and uh, we started it with the goal of being able to be nomadic. So we help um, help made services on a daily basis um, to manage their calendar, their customer information, and uh, quite a bit of the, the back office work that most made services are having to, um, to, to manage in, in one way or another. Yeah, the thing that I like about um, SaaS is, and I started looking into it like a few years ago, there's so many opportunities. Like it's mm-hmm. crazy. I uh, was working with a bunch of different businesses who were like kind of linking together different things. And I'm sure if you're a maid service right now and you're not using ZenMaid, you're probably, you know, linking together like a calendar thing and like a finances thing and uh, some scheduling, like loads of different things and trying to use them all together. So I yeah. like that, you know, this is a great example of something that takes um a niche i guess a vertical and then just solves all the problems for those one particular type of company it's really cool yeah it's one of those things that um it makes things easier in a lot of ways and more difficult in a lot of ways that like i don't think it's the kind of company that would uh be be likely to get like a lot of funding or to be you know like the next like billion dollar company it only has that sort of upside but as like as a bootstrapped company and you know with the goal in mind of um you know becoming like nomadic i think it was perfect to just like focus of you know from the four-hour work week we're like the big fish in the little pond you know so mm-hmm. um it, it's worked out pretty nicely no, no complaints yeah so you said you wanted to run it nomadically where are you at right now not just geographically but in terms of how do you live right now and who do you who do you live with etc yeah, definitely. Um, so my uh, my girlfriend Aga is also a um, a digital nomad that she's been doing this for quite a while. So we've got uh, her company is in the uh, in the fitness space and is also on the technical side. She's like building an app for um, for for fitness, and she started right around the same time as me. And so we've got sort of like mirroring like journeys there. So we're actually in Poland right now with um, with her family. Um, they had you know a bit of an emergency, and one of the nice things about being 
being a nomad is being able to drop what we were doing and uh, and come out here to be here for uh, for family. So yeah, I'm in Poland right now, but I'm about to go to uh, to Barcelona to spend time with my uh, with my CTO. It's one of my favorite things is most of my team is not as nomadic as I am. They're based in different places and I just get to go visit all of them. <laughs> so I get to keep like bouncing around and it works out like really, uh, really nicely. Uh, but yeah, we, we've, we've been nomadic for, uh, for almost three years now. And so we spend our time between Thailand, Europe, and then I'm usually back in the U.S. for one to two months a year to, um, to see family and then also for, uh, for industry events. And so we've got a nice, nice little circuit going right now. That's super cool. Well, um, I know a lot of people listening to this may not have their like big idea yet, whatever that means. Um, so how did you come up with your idea for this project? That's yeah, that's the first part of my question. Okay, yeah. So I uh, I came across a post on on Reddit uh, quite uh, quite a long time ago uh, that was from someone who had built a home services business, was moving to another part of the country, and was starting a cleaning service. And pretty much was like, if you guys are interested, I'll write about what I'm doing every single day and show you how I go from zero to like to start or whatever. And so me and a friend just decided to follow that. And essentially, we were running this cleaning business for 14 months, just as like as a side project I, like I was working a full-time job um, at the time and we you know didn't like any of the software programs that were out there and eventually I partnered with another friend and that's what became uh, what became like Zenmade so yeah that's how that's how it started <laughs> super cool so you had just a regular business uh, cleaning business and then you thought that you would start this project this may seem like an odd question but what made you think that you could pull this off? Uh, so essentially like I found the right person to partner with. So, um, for, I guess we haven't talked too much about my background. So I've, um, I've done like sales for, uh, for, for tech companies in Silicon Valley and stuff. I taught myself marketing doing like Zen made, but I'm not a coder that I'm actually learning to code this year after having been in business for, uh, for, for five years. So for, for me, what it was, was it was about finding the right person who could make this project, um, happen that I sort of had like the big, idea and like the big vision for it um and I've had a friend who essentially was like, hey, like, you know, you've told me about what you guys have built for your maid service. I think that I can take that and like turn it into a software as a service for us to sell to other people. And so as one of my friends just came in and was um, was was interested in working with me and he pretty much he wanted to only do the coding. He didn't want to worry about anything else. He was just like, look, you've shown me what you need. I can go and create that for you. And so that was sort of how, how it, how it happened. Um, yeah. Cool. I like it. So I guess it, it, that emphasizes to me the necessity of knowing good people, like having a good network when you're not just when you're first starting out, but before you need them. Right. I mean, I assume you knew this guy before, and it, it so happened that you guys fell into business together, but that relationship already existed. Yeah, definitely. And I, I would say that that's probably one of my 
uh, bigger strengths as like as as an entrepreneur is like developing those, those like those relationships. That's also how we've built the business. But yes, in, in this case, uh, the person that I started the cleaning business with initially was a friend from beforehand. And that went like very, very well. I know it's funny because like a lot of advice tells you not to partner like with your friends and that doesn't usually work like for business partners. Um, I have not not found that to be the case, but I've seen it enough times that I don't know I'd recommend it like to other people. Mm-hmm. But um, the, the, the other guy um, who, who started Zenmade with me, you know, he had been friends with me for, for a couple of years. And from a professional level, I don't think there was as much reason for him to partner with me based on my like experience at that time. And it's like, yeah, I'd run a maid service, but I could pretty much tell him what he could figure out by talking to anyone. And so it was more that he'd seen, you know, the, like my ability to do sales and to learn to market and to learn all of these new skills that, you know, have, have now turned me into like, I don't know, a real CEO. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely. Talk to me about how you, you said you, one of your strengths is, um, some element of networking as an entrepreneur, mm-hmm. what uh, advice would you have to people who want to put themselves out there more and make more relationships and make those relationships like not plastic, you know, genuine relationships? Yeah. Definitely. Um, so the, the, the main thing is just helping other people that, that like help other people. And if you're trying to essentially like network your way, like your way up, you know, in, in air quotes, um, that if you're trying to network your way up, what you really want to do is you want to find ways to help the people that are ahead of you or that you want to be connecting with. So an example of that for Zenmade is that we, when we were first starting out, we wanted to, of course, connect with a bunch of the industry consultants so that they could potentially recommend our software, um, you know, or give us feedback on it and et cetera. And one of the ways that I feel figured out really early on as a way to stand out was essentially offering them tech support, right? That they're all like considerably older, you know, to be consultants in this industry. They've had to be in the industry for 20 or 30 years. So like, I'm like the the youngest name in the industry by, by like by a long shot. Well, so a lot of them are quite challenged with like their websites and with getting products up online to like to sell and stuff like that. And so once I started sort of connecting with them and stuff, I pretty much told them, look, like my team is your team. If you need help, like changing up a page, adding something new, doing something quick, and it's on WordPress, just like drop me login information and my team will come in and like, and take care of that. Or like I would just offer to like to actually do it for them. Most of the time I'd pay someone else to go in and like fix things for them. And then of course I didn't pass on the charges to them. Right. And so that was a really easy way for me to build trust that I started out being really helpful. And then when I did need something and I needed them to actually look at the software or to recommend it or to sit here and let people know that we came out with this big new feature, I had an actual relationship with them. And it wasn't just the first time that they heard from me you know, I'm making some, some big ass, which honestly is kind of what I did with you like last, last week. So <laughs> I take, take my own advice there, but, but like that's how, that's how we networked with the, with the consultants in the industry, um, for, for Zenmade, but it's also how I've, how I've built a lot of, uh, a lot of good, good connections. Um, just like in general, like even in my personal life that people know that if they need help with like a marketing idea, they can come to me. And so oftentimes, you know, they'll, they'll come to me if there's some opportunity, right? Which like never materializes, but hey, they think of me. (laughs) Yeah, that's really, really good advice. Well, let's talk real quick about your passion project right now. 
um, which involves volcanoes. Yeah. So a couple of people may may have seen this, uh, may have seen this like online already. We've been we've been advertising it in a couple of like the nomad groups and stuff. But uh, my, my girlfriend, Aga, who I mentioned earlier, and our friend Logan, we last year hosted a retreat on the island of Stromboli in Italy. So it's this little tiny island with like 400 year-round residents, and it's literally an active volcano. So every 15 to 20 minutes, uh, it erupts. And so we hike it like one night, and there was... I think four out of six, you know, lava, um, like vents that were like spewing lava actively, like while we were like up there, um, on the, on the top. But essentially what it is, is we just wanted to bring together a bunch of our friends, a bunch of like our entrepreneurial friends into like an epic location for just like, you know, a week that, you know, you'll, you'll never forget. And then also really deep dive into people's businesses. So like, I was always annoyed of like these conferences that you go to and it's someone talking to you about like YouTube marketing for let's say, you know, half an hour or 45 minutes, but it may not actually be relevant to where you are like in your business. And so this event is meant for 20 entrepreneurs. Um, it's all like six figure founders, um, very accomplished like entrepreneurs. I think we've got, it's about like half, half full right now. I think we've got 10 out of like 20 places that, um, that have been taken, but essentially it's for people to really get to know each other on an intimate basis, um, both for like, you know, the memories and tailor what's being talked about every day, you know, to um, who's actually like there. And so, you know, it was just the three of us sort of came together. We wanted to, we, we wanted something like this to exist. So we, we, we tried to make it happen and now it's the, uh, the second year. So, you know, that's uh yeah, that's the volcano retreat. <laughs> I love it. I love that, um, you know, there's so many different types of retreats popping up and they all have, you know, like something unique about them. It's not just like, oh, go have a retreat anymore. It used to just be like, there's a retreat. Now there's yeah. like all these crazy ones, like Code Boat, and I don't know if that's, uh, there's, yeah, the Nomad Cruise. Yeah. Yeah. There's some really cool, cool ones out there. Um, yeah, our, our friend Logan is a uh, is is like a fire. He he runs a fire entertainment company in in New Zealand, um, and is actually nomadic as well. That he actually manages to run that remotely. But I guess it's like the past like eight or nine years he's been going to this little island, and they have they have a fire festival every year on this little island. And like last year it was canceled, and he was just like, "All right, I'm going to this island either way." Like I do every year. Like let's get a bunch of entrepreneurs together, and it was like this crazy idea that came together on like six weeks notice last year and so th this year it's like much much better prepared and thought yeah. out and everything that's awesome yeah i'm going to uh the seven and seven conference that's in and well it's, it's in antarctica it's actually on the boat oh. to antarctica wow yeah that really sounds pretty cool that. we yeah. couldn't have it like on the actual continent but it's like on the boat that's you know right kind of parked there so really that's pretty cool then mm. Um, well, you ready for the, the, the quick fire round of questions? Yeah, let me, uh, yeah, I think, I think I'm ready. I think, I think we're warmed up now. Yeah. You're good. <laughs> okay, great. Yeah. Uh, all right. So the first question, what is your favorite nomad city so far? Uh, 
I love Chiang Mai. I feel like you can't can't beat Chiang Mai in in, in Thailand for a variety of, of of reasons. And then also Barcelona. I'm a huge football fan. Uh, I actually fly to Barcelona later later today, and I stayed back for about four months there. I think last year or the year before. So it's probably a tie a tie between between those two. Epic. Do you know Chris Reynolds? Yes, I do. Yeah, we've done. Uh, we we keep trying to trying to get into jujitsu together. Uh, but yeah, we we hung out in in Barcelona, Chiang Mai, and I think I've seen him in Bangkok now as well. Yeah. Yeah, I was gonna say those are his two like go tos. Yeah. In Chiang Mai, I think it may be. Maybe Brazil or somewhere like that as well. I can't remember. Brazil? He's been going to Brazil more um, as well. They just hosted a retreat down there, the Digital Detox um, retreat. I think a couple couple of, uh, of of weeks ago. Yeah. Wicked. Uh, next question: If you had to settle down, where would it be? It's kind of a similar question, I guess. Yeah, it's it's sort of, sort of similar question. So. Somewhere in Europe, it'd probably be like south of Italy or south of Spain, I, I would say. Um, but yeah, Europe seems to be the best of both both worlds. I love Thailand, but I, I can't live with all the, the, the big football matches at three in the morning. So. <laughs> okay, um, I actually found the south of Spain to be like super cheap. I really liked it. I haven't been to the south of Italy for a little while. Okay, I actually haven't haven't really spent much time in either, but that was like, Early research was pointing to that. That's where we're going to probably look to, to settle down longer term. Yeah. Cool. What's uh, the fa your favorite book that you've read recently? Favorite book that I've read recently would be probably Principles by uh, by by Ray Dalio, uh, which is it's been recommended by Tim Ferriss and a bunch of other people. But that's I feel like that could be like a life manual um, that that's definitely one that I wish that I had, that I'd read earlier. Very, very good book. Um, and then the other one that I just recommend to everyone to, um, to read is this book called the, uh, the fish that ate the whale, uh, which is on this like epic, like entrepreneur based, based on a true story or it's, I think it's like his, his biography, but um yeah, this just like epic entrepreneur from back in the uh, the early 1900s. And that's one that'll get you like pumped to like to build your business, but is also like an awesome story. And like, you'll, you'll feel like you're listening to like a fiction book. Um, it, it's, it's really, really well written and well researched and like well told. Awesome. I don't know much about either of those. So they're going on the list. <laughs> um, all right. What is a must pack item that you carry with you? Must pack item. Hmm. Let's see. Probably a power bank. I would say to be able to charge all of my all of my devices. So yeah. I don't really know because when I when I go places, everything that I own fits in a backpack. So like there there's like everything I own is a must go. You know. <laughs> it makes sense. So what do you travel with? You have a. Uh, so I keep it really simple. I mean, I I travel with. Uh, with essentially just like my clothes and my and my laptop and then you know headphones a power bank and like yeah i, I don't know i don't i, I keep it i keep it real, really simple like when i travel with a second duffel bag it's if i if i'm taking a lot of gym gear with me so for for jujitsu i'll have some of like the heavier like uniforms so sometimes i'll travel with two bags but if, if i don't travel with those then it, yeah it's just it's just that so cool um what is your favorite online like software or website it helps you nomad better helps me to nomad better ooh that's a that's a good question i don't huh 
<laughs> There's always one question that stumps you. Yeah. For example, yeah. so for me, I use um, Trello a lot for like yeah. lists or organizing stuff or like mostly tasks, um, ideas that I have that I kind of need to put through a process. Yeah, I use Trello for that. I guess you could pick a phone app, favorite phone app. Yeah, I would just say, uh, well, actually, if I could plug, plug two, two things. So most people probably know Skyscanner. Mm. Uh, dot net, which like for 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 traveling and finding cheap flights is just like vital to like to my lifestyle, right? Mm -hmm. uh, yeah. And then the other one is Norwegian Air. For anyone that's flying to or from Europe, check out Norwegian Air. Those those would be two that like every every time I'm going to travel anywhere, I always check the, those two two sites. Nice. All right. Well, um, let's do the last two questions. What advice do you have for? A nomad who, or I guess not a, a non-nomad who's thinking about getting started, but is nervous about how they're going to make money or um, how things are going to go. Is it going to be dangerous, etc.? What advice do you have for that person? So, I think that just not even like believing that it's possible, but just deciding that it's possible and that it's possible for you is really important, um, which might sound a little bit silly or like, or cliche, but like having that belief is what's going to get you through the different hurdles and obstacles that are going to, you know, stop you from like, from, from doing that. But like the, the main thing is just in, in this day and age, there's so many jobs. I mean, honestly, like there's so few jobs that actually need to be done on location, right? That if you're like a graphic designer living somewhere and working for a company as a graphic designer, you could definitely find enough work online to pay to go and like, and to travel and to do like the nomad thing. And so it's really just like, you know, identifying what skill it is that you have there and then just like finding a way to do it more and more where you don't have to interact with people in person. And like, it's just, yeah, it's like I said, there's, there's so few jobs that actually require a physical presence. So believe in yourself. That's right. Be a part <laughs> of the future. Um, yeah. All right. Well, we talked about a couple of things today. Uh, and so we need a few links. Where can people find you online? All right. If you guys are interested in the Volcano uh, Retreat, you can go to volcanoretreats.com um, to find out more information about that. That's happening in uh, in May, uh, end of, uh, of May in, uh, in in Italy, and is quite affordable compared to uh, to the other conferences and stuff. Um, I post occasionally. I need to get better about posting on my personal blog. But if you guys want to follow me on like on social media or find my personal blog, that would be uh, UnitedStatesOfAmerica.com. So it's just A M A R instead of A M E R. Yeah. I see what you did there. <laughs> yeah. So that's uh, that's my personal blog. And then if you guys want to check out um, what we've done with um, with, with ZenMade, you can go to uh, to ZenMade.com uh, to take a look at you know if you guys are interested in marketing a software or marketing like at all, you guys might find some interesting stuff on our website with like our free content and resources and downloads and stuff like that. Um, and if you guys have any questions, the, uh, the email would be amar at zenmade.com. I'm happy to answer any questions or help anyone, anyone listening with whatever you guys are challenged with. Awesome guys. So those links are going to be on our show notes page, which is digitalnomad.me. Check it out. Um, thanks so much for coming on the show. Really appreciate you. 
Yeah, definitely. Thank you for, uh, for, for having me. This has been uh, fun and hopefully I'll be seeing you in, uh, in, in Bangkok later this year. Yeah, definitely. All right. Good. Thanks for tuning in today. If you love Nomad Me, make sure to leave your good review on iTunes. Every week, I select a reviewer to win a lifetime Nomad Fly membership for free. All the show notes can be found at digitalnomad.me. See you tomorrow.